How's it going, all you cool cats and kittens as well? Salutations. Jordy speaking. Blessings to all. Showtime is in the building. And you are now tuned in to the I'ma Let You Finish podcast. A collection of three blessed, black, and highly favored young men discussing savory topics, the word on the street, and every now and then, our top fives. Now let's get into the podcast. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling today? I'm big chilling. Me. What's up? What's up, Will? Nothing much, man. But I cannot let this podcast go any further before I talk about your so-called king, Kanye West. Man, he acted up this past weekend, man. He really went in. Like, I'm not even lying. So he had a presidential, and air quotes around the presidential, he had a presidential rally in South Carolina this past weekend. And man, Kanye, at this rally, he went full Kanye. He literally went, he showed his behind. So, you know, I'm going to let the clip speak for itself. This is Kanye at his rally, his presidential rally in South Carolina this past weekend. I'm not trying to quiet your voices, actually. So I don't want to say that in an improper way. I just haven't had the time to word it in the most elegant way possible. So, so that's a Stephen move. When Harriet Tubman, well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for all the white people. Y'all, we leave her right now. She said she was pregnant, and for one month, and two months, and three months, we talked about her not having this child. She had the pills in her hand. Do people know these pills where you take the pills? And if you take it, it's a wrap. The baby's gone. So I was sitting up in Paris, and I had my leather pants on. <laughs> you already know. If you got leather pants on, you already know who this person must think they are. Right? And I'm in the apartment where my wife was actually robbed. And I have my laptop up, and I got all of my creative ideas. I got my shoes. I got my sound cover. I got communities. I got clothes. I got all this. And the screen was black and white. And God said, if you fuck with my vision, I'm going to fuck with yours. And I called my wife. And she said, we're going to have this baby. My mom saved my life. My dad wanted to abort me. The clip was a little longer, but we kind of spared some of the crying parts. yeah, I I don't feel like Kanye is mentally fit for any office or much these days, to be honest. Uh, I would like him to get his mental in check before he tries to, I guess, uh, run for any office or do anything. But as far as people go, Kanye is on probably the bottom of my list right now. Brother Kanye, we'll be praying for you, and uh, we hope you, I guess find some type of peace of mind or whether you're looking for fame or, or recognition or you're just trying to sell your new album. I'm not sure. But uh, what y'all think about that, man? Nah, he, nah, he seriously throwed. I'm going to say this. <laughs> Listen, 
everyone knows that I'm a Kanye fan, right? Go yay. But from this moment on, I am leaving the Kanye fandom. I am out. Are you serious? Yes. Is that right? Why though? Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. You got to say it now. I denounce Kanye West. What's Kanye, okay. Kanye middle name? Like no girl on he denounced her crown for, yeah. for some magic. No, we're not doing that. Shout out to all the Mr. Black and Golds out there. We hold y'all down. Y'all hold us down. Shout out to y'all. Big facts. Mr. Black and Golds, Lydia, Joe, everybody else before that. Shout out to y'all. But yeah, no. Nah, I'm sure not everybody knows what a Miss Black and Gold is. So explain it to them. I mean, we ain't got to go too much detail. What people say, do your research. Nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Miss Black and Gold is a pageant that uh, Alpha's. If you don't know, all three of us are brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Stunning Incorporated. 06 to the Good Brothers. Um, we don't mention it much because it's not doesn't need to be mentioned, but we are a part of that organization. And within that organization, we hold an annual Miss Black and Gold pageant. Mm. And once every year, we pick a pageant winner, and she represents the chapter that she won the award at as the pageant queen. And this past year, we had uh, Lydia Johnson, right? Yeah. Lydia Johnson. And um, before that, it was Joanna Fisher. So that's why I said shout out to them, too, because they were the two that were in the chapter. I, they were the two that won when I was in the chapter. But shout out to everybody else before that, too, and everybody across the nation that wins the title because y'all, y'all do a good job representing us and representing the chapter. We don't want to look on Twitter hearing you dismount your Miss Black and Gold crown. That's not something we want to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it definitely does happen, but I will hope, especially from Data Kai, we don't want to see that. Shout out to Data Kai. Too thorough. I would say so. But yeah, dog, I, I, I'm out on Ye. I'm, I, I find, I'm out on, on Ye. So, all right, let me say this. If if I denounce Ye, could I ever come back? Yes. Okay. I denounce Kanye West. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. It's just, it's just too much at this point, dog. Like, is it? Well, once he dropped something, once he didn't he didn't he announce something? Didn't he announce like an album? Then pull it. Yeah. He pulled it. He announced the album. Then he just pulled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he announced he he had dropped an album called Donnie. And the first song is the first song was dedicated to his mom, and the second song was dedicated to uh, Kobe. Well, we assuming because it was Kobe's number twenty four, and the first song I think it was his mom's name. So. We're assuming that they're dedicated to them. We don't know for sure, but yeah, that's a pretty good assumption. But yeah, dog, I'm just at this point, it's just too much now. Like I've been, um, like me being being a Kanye fan, it's a constant struggle because you always be trying to every time you do something, you be like, God dang, yay! God dang, yay! Again, again, yada yada. You started defending him. You started trying to. Fight for him, say this, and whenever he do something, but at this point, like disrespecting black women, we just had an episode about respecting black women. So, who am like, how can I preach that? Then one of my favorite artists disrespected black woman and me not, me not hold him accountable for that. So yeah, I'm I'm out on yay until further notice. That's very admirable of you. That's very admirable of you, Matt. We'll say cute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what are we talking about today, man? All right, y'all. So today is going to be an interesting day with the topics because I feel like 
these two brothers next to me can relate very well to these topics. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, <laughs> I feel like these two brothers here can relate to these topics. Because I feel like they, they dealt with this in their own life. And I have too. But I feel like they've been challenged more on, quote unquote, their blackness more than me. And we about to get into why that is. Will it be? Jordy G. Oh we about to get into why that is. So, First, we're going to start with this one. This is a, just a, a question, and we'll go off this question. Why are some people obsessed with acting hood or saying they are from the street? So, example, like the guy you may meet at college that where he got it out the mud, he go home for summer break. He living in a nice two-story home, two-story, uh, two-car two garage, mm. and all that. You- you be like, dang, did he did he just get this? So you, you kind of like, let me just stroll down his social. He he been in that house since he was two. Mm. <laughs> but he but he told everybody at school he got it out the mud. He's he gutter, he street. Stuff like that. Or another example are rappers. Rappers are the biggest ones that cause people that I think I'm not gonna go into too much of my opinion because we got we all go discuss it. But rappers are one of the biggest reasons why some people think. They have to act like they from the hood or they from the street. In in most of the time, I ain't gonna say all the time, but most of the time, the rappers are not from the street like that. Mm-mm. But they'll betray it to you to make you feel like they down for the cause. So, y'all two brothers, what do y'all feel about people acting like they're from the street or acting like they're hood in that they have nothing like that? My take on that, um, I feel like dudes. Dudes want to, dudes want to be seen as hard. They want to feel like, like I really, I really had to work for this. For some reason, people don't want privilege. I, I'm not really sure why, but I it's mean, crazy. I, it, 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 it's weird to me. Um, I'm from the hood myself, bro. Yeah, I'm from the hood myself. Yeah. Uh, I won't say what hood, because people really don't consider it a hood, but it's a hood in my eyes, and uh. I mean, it's in Shreveport, huh? Yeah. Okay. Sure. But um, like I don't, I don't claim it or anything like that. I'm not, you know, I don't bang or you know, what I'm saying in a gang or, or anything. Uh, but no, I feel like I feel like dudes just they want to be a, a part of something rough. Yeah. I don't really understand why, but yeah, there's that. That's to be honest. That's all I gotta. That's your your starting point. Yeah. That's what you got, Willoughby. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like people are addicted to like a struggle story. Uh, that's what anything like they're like, man, because everybody loves an underdog. So say you're doing good now, people always want people to believe that there was a struggle going on, or you know, I had to get it out the mud, like Jordan say, and like I, you know, now I'm here. I started at the bottom, now I'm here. <sighs> it's it's kind of exhausting. Like it's very exhausting because it's like I and to Jordan's point. Some people feel like being from the hood or like having to go through things when you were younger or you grew up in the hood. I feel like that gives you some type of credibility. Like that gives you some type of like street credibility. Like like being from the hood doesn't automatically make you hard. I know a lot of people from the hood that are not hard. I know a lot of people from the hood that are, but that does not make you any more of a man or more of a woman or it doesn't make, you know, your journey any less, I guess, uh, great. But yeah, uh, 
it, and it's kind of funny for me because like when I was growing up, like half of my childhood was in the hood and half of it was not in the hood. So it's like like when I was around like maybe like seven, eight or so, uh, we moved out of the hood and I we we moved into like a nice middle class uh, family house. So it's like you know I could easily say you know man I grew up in the hood. I mean because technically I did, but I mean I really don't feel the need to. Just because it's it's not like a big you know totem. It's not on the it's not on the you know on the rank of me, you know feeling like that's gonna give me some type of credibility. Like how I act and how I carry myself is what gives me the credibility. It's not saying you know I'm from the hood and I had to get it out the mud, man. And the rapper thing that happens a lot. It happens more than you think it does, because rappers just kind of feel like they have to you know they have to be hood first. They have to sell drugs because that's the route to being a rapper. You got to sell drugs first. You got to be, you know, hood as hell first and then you become a rapper and I, you know, you didn't made it. Not I'm not sure what that's about, but that just seems like what it is. It could be named uh, Bartholomew Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> his, his rapper name is uh, uh, Ben Shoot Him Up. <laughs> Shoot Him Up Ben, that's what it is. Shoot Him Up Ben. Man, every music video, he got two guns in his hand. Everything. Dog, so... It's crazy that y'all say that because, like, how both y'all said y'all both grew up in the hood too, and same as me though, and that's why I never understood. I never understood it, but what I think, and we'll you kind of touched on it. I feel like sometimes people equate struggle with being black. It's like your blackness is connected to your how how bad you struggle, and it's like you got to show that you went through some kind of struggle. To show that you really a black person, though you really earn what you got. You can't never have no handouts and then like. And I see a lot of times mm. people like this. Is what I see a, a lot, honestly. A lot of times people like on Twitter or social media or whatever, they will um, talk down on somebody that had they got was given like a some basic. It's a I didn't say basic, but a car. So a girl, guy may be blessed with a car from their parents. And people will be upset with them for them parent, their parents blessing them with a car. They be like, "Ah, oh, you got handouts, yada yada yada. You ain't have to work for you or me. I I worked a nine to five and I went to school full time and I did overnight to get my car. But you you was giving your car by your parents, so you don't understand the struggle. So it's like, what niggas? All, <laughs> niggas always want a cookie, bro. <laughs> niggas no, always. I, I, you know what I think it is. People think it's a competition. Struggling is not a competition. It's literally like life is not a competition, man. And they feel like if you had some type of like advantage or you had some type of like one up on somebody, like man, you ain't really work for it. Because honestly, like I was out here, and, you know, I was out here feeding my, uh, feed my, you know, I was feeding my daughter, I was feeding my sisters, man. I had to, you know, work two, three jobs. I had to go to school at the same time. You know, and and I had to, you know, pay for my whole family. It's not a it's not a competition. That's what they don't understand. It's literally not a competition. So like in life you're not racing against nobody but yourself. Thanks. 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 And that's the thing about you about to George? Yeah. Go ahead. Something that, that actually gets under my skin, bro. Every single year, NFL draft, they give like like mm. a like a side view of um a player's accomplishments or something. He beat and won like three awards. And then at the bottom raises his two-year-old son and his baby, his baby mama is on drugs or something like that. Like they always point out the bad stuff 
that that athletes you got to have a sugar story yeah like for some reason a struggle story sales yeah or something like it's they love it they weird. love it they love it black black kid that like grew up in the uh in the slums and they oh my god they always go back to that same slum and make them speak like make them have an interview in that hood bro it is without fail or they like take a a, a camera crew through that hood and they'll like do that when they, they when they talking about like a draft pick or like just somebody that's like relevant in sports. Thanks. Everything. So that's that's what I was just gonna add on to. So and my thing about that is if you did like work hard to get your stuff, you should be proud of it because you worked hard for that. So if you had to work the full time job and be a full time student and you had to help take care of your your niece or your nephew or your brother little brothers and sisters and you had to step in for your mom that may was working a full time job also. Or whatever the case may be, you should be proud that you did that and you had the character to do that. My only thing is, I, I feel like sometimes they have a problem with people that are giving stuff that didn't have to work for it because um, their parents worked hard enough for them to be given that. Is the people that were giving it, they sometimes kind of look down on people that that doesn't have what they have. So that's what caused like the friction in my eyes. Like, so you looking down on me because I had this because I had to struggle and work for what I got while you were just giving your stuff. So, of course, you're going to have what you got, and it's going to be easier for you because you didn't have to work for it. But there's no reason for you to look down upon me for not having what I have. And I feel like that's sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes I feel like that's that's where friction comes from with people from two different um, two different levels in life at, the, at that moment. So, and they be like, uh, yeah, yeah, you got that, but you didn't you do this for... So, I'm, what I'm saying is, that people that are that were given what they're given, just recognize and and acknowledge your privilege that you were afforded by your parents, which is not a bad thing. I'm planning on having kids one day, and I want to afford them that same privilege. So, and but I don't want them to feel like because me, I worked hard and I got what I got and I gave it to them that they can look down on somebody else that doesn't have that because their parents couldn't do it for them or whoever or whatever reason they couldn't do it for them or whatever reason they don't have. It's still no reason for you to look down upon them because at the end of the day, you were just fortunate enough to be in a situation for you where you were just given certain stuff in life so you didn't have to worry about like like simple stuff like what you go eat, um, having a way to having a way to school, um, worry about your phone being cut off month to month, honestly. Like a game. Is my phone gonna be on this month or my phone gonna be off this month? Stuff like that. Some people it's an afterthought. But some people deal with that on an everyday basis, and that's actually like a, a struggle for them. So that's my only thing. Like, if you are afforded your privileges in life, recognize it, understand that you were afforded that, and don't look down on somebody that wasn't. Yeah, but on the other hand, don't feel like you know, um, don't feel like just because somebody else had an advantage that you should feel like you should you know be. I get. I, I won't say be uh, jealous, but I mean some people are jealous that you know other people were. Mm-hmm who are given things um, just because you say you want to work hard and you want to be able to give your son, daughter, your family, whatever, you know, you want to give them. You say you want to work hard to do that. Then you can't, you can't be mad at other people for, you know, get, getting that same advantage. Like Matt said, like, it's like if you plan on giving your family that and you don't want your son or daughter being judged by, you know, uh, what they, the advantages that you give to them, don't, don't like judge somebody else for that. Don't, don't, you know, cause you wouldn't want your son or daughter to go through that as well. So uh, that was a really good point that I really agree with Matt. For sure. And like, like Jordan, two people that I point out when I speak about this topic 
it's Jordan and my girl. Both of them were given calls by their parents, but they like they never, in my eyes, since I met them, I knew them. They never came off to me that they was like looking down on somebody for not having what they had. Like they always gave me like genuine vibes. Like yeah, I got this, and I understand I'm I'm lucky to have this, and I never and I never talk down on somebody that don't have this because I understand that this is not even I didn't even do this for myself. My parents did this for me. And Jordan is somebody I use as an example. And my girl, she, she is somebody I use as an example. We talk about it often, honestly. So that's just something I, I always notice about Jordan and my girl. Dude, you're so sweet for that, bro. <laughs> you're so sweet for that, bro. Oh I never gosh. even told him that. Don't lie. No, nah, facts. I ain't never heard you say that. <laughs> yeah, you're so sweet for Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, everything. I could cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to talk about just the, the main thing, like why people act like they're from the hood. Me, honestly, I don't understand. Like I said, I honestly grew up in the hood, and, and sometimes I feel like people look down on me from being from the hood. Like when I was younger, I feel like that. And as I got older, I kind of developed and built my own characteristics for myself. But when I was younger, I most definitely thought that. And when I, as I got older and I seen people fake like they were from the hood, I'd be like, oh, like, what's so exciting about being from the Like, do you want to? Do you want to get robbed? Like, do you want somebody breaking your house? Do you want to walk past prostitutes on their way to school? Like, that's what you want in your life? Like, nah, you don't want that. Like, honestly, like, when you get older, you're not trying to move to the hood. If you're from the hood, you know you're trying to get out. You want to get back and you want to change other people's lives that's there, but you don't want to keep going. So, yeah, dog, you ain't got to, you don't have to act act like you're from the hood because it's, it's honestly not nothing you really want. You might think it's, it seems glamorous from the outside because you ain't actually got to live it. But if you actually live it and grow up in it, it's it's honestly not nothing you want. Like I was saying, like, the stuff you got to worry about on a daily basis, it's not nothing a child should have to worry about. I say that. Especially, any, like, people think they grown at 17. I say anybody's 18 or under, the stuff you got to worry about, it's nothing that age you have to worry about because it's a lot that goes on. And like I say, everybody I know from when I was growing up in the hood, wants to get out. And when they get out, they want to stay out. They don't want to go back. And it is every now and then you got that one dude that just love it. He just loves the block. And I feel you. I shout out to you. And when, every time I stop by, I'm going to say what's up to you. But when it's time for me to go, I'm going back home. So <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all the dudes out there that want to stay there forever. I, I feel you, but it's just not for everybody. And if you really if you really know about it, how it is, you not you don't want that for you or your family life. So so yeah, dogs. Speaking on that, since it's like people want to portray themselves as being hood off from the street, as they got it from out the gutter, um, that brings to the topic of blackness. And on that topic, it it makes me believe like everybody feel like blacks, all blacks, should be the same, especially within the black community. So, in you two all's opinion, like, do you feel like there's only one way to be black? No, no, I, I don't. And I don't know. I, I, I think earlier you were kind of alluding to this, that like me and Jordan may like, I guess, relate to this. Yeah. But most definitely. I got, like, a, personal, I got a personal, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got a personal for Jordan about this. That's why I said he can relate to it. I'm pissed. I'm <laughs> pissed. Go ahead, go ahead, Will. <laughs> yeah, no, but like being, I guess, being an articulate black man or being in spaces to where I was in a place that would be around like majority or uh, spaces that would be, you know, that have more like white people or Caucasian people in it. It's like you're put you're putting a space to where, um, and I'm pretty sure most people can, like a lot of people can really identify this. Like sometimes you feel you're you're 
people and I'm before I say this, I'm going to explain it first. Uh, people always say I talk white. It's been a thing I've heard my whole life. They say, man, why are you talking white? Like you talk so white, you talk so proper. Like why are you trying to sound like a white boy or something? That's never been my case. It's just how I talk. You know, it's, it, it's how my, my parents brought me up, you know, speaking correct English. And that's, you know, there's it, it's nothing wrong with like ugly English or anything, but it's just people say I talk white, whatever. So in spaces that I was with black people, I always felt like I was, you know, as they say, too white for, for the black people. And when I would get around white people, I was too, I was too black for the white people. I was too, I was too white for the black people. And I was too black for the white people, you know, because like when I would get around white people, sometimes like they would want me to be like super black. They'd be like, oh, what type of hip hop you listen to? What type of rap you listen to, man? Like, you know, uh, can, can you play basketball? You, like, like it's, it's sometimes it would be like real stereotypical stuff and it would really make me uncomfortable. And I'll, and I'll be like, no, like I, I, I'm a, for all intents and purposes, I, I would be looked at as like a nerd, you know, or like a, you know, a geek or a dork or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, like it's it. I, you get stuck in this weird place, man. Like you get stuck in this weird halfway place, this weird purgatory, to where it's like you 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 don't fit in with the with, with you know with the white people or the Caucasian people, and you don't feel like you fit in with the black people either. You feel like you're in this weird space. I mean, now it's a little bit more okay to be kind of like that. But back in the day, like back in the '90s, back in the early 2000s, it was definitely not okay to be like that, and like people ridiculed you for it. Thanks. You you go ahead. Go bro, ahead. um <laughs> you said a geek or a dork, bro. Yeah, my, like it's and yeah, it's like a, like if you speak white, they like they like they they will they will literally mock your the 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 way you speak oh, right yeah. after you. You're like <laughs> I would like chocolate milk. I would like chocolate milk. And I don't even I don't like I don't speak like that, man. <laughs> no, well, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because you said you said they used to look at you and ask you, could you play basketball? I know you can't, so I'm just picking you <laughs> trying to play. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. I'm not I'm not terrible, but, no, I you know. Play. I, I picture them thinking you cold. Let me get on the court like, what? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I know the fundamentals, but can I play? It's, 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 it's like, it's up for debate. I, I, don't, I don't think I can play. Like no, we know you can't play, son. Anytime somebody say, "Oh, I know the fundamentals," <laughs> I know the rules. We just joking. Go ahead, go, go ahead, uh, Oh snap! What you remember in one of the previous episodes? I was talking about how I went to Calvary. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's. I don't know, I guess it's where I learned to talk or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was going there when I was like really, really young. And um, I remember when I made the transition from there to CMM mm-hmm. and uh, they were just like, bro, you, you speak, you speak really proper. Like you, you talk white. And I was just like, like I sound regular. What are you talking about? Yeah. So I can, I can definitely feel uh, where Will is coming from, but I don't feel like it's a certain way to be black. Like, Thanks. like if you black, you black. Yeah. It don't matter, you know what I'm saying, what you even if you a even if you a coon, you black. Oh. But you just a a black coon. Oh. So that's how yeah. That's Ooh. that's it. That's, 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 that's it. That's it. Uh that's 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 interesting. Facts. That's interesting. Facts. 
Because what I got to say is kind of the opposite of that. Mm. Yes. It is. It is. is. Not the opposite of everything you say, just the coon part. Okay. So. I'm I'm not saying I support coonetry. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. So this is what I feel about it. Like, I said I had a, a, like, it's crazy. The first thing I had to say, I had, like, my own personal experience with Jordan. I wasn't expecting to say it. But this one I actually thought about. And and it stuck with me. For the longest. And I don't think I ain't even told him about this. So, boom. I think it was our. I think it was right after we crossed. Mm-hmm. And you had lost your car. Like your car broke down or something. Yeah. Okay, boom. Jordan's car broke down. He ain't had no car. He didn't have a car. He walked from campus to his apartment. So, how long do you think that, that walk was? Probably like. Probably like 45 minutes. 45 minute walk, right? Hot. It's hot, right? This is fall semester, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so this is the fall semester. I think it probably was spring. It was right after we caught, so it was spring. Yeah. It was yeah, spring. Yeah. So it was it was like it was coming out around like January, February. So it wasn't too hot, but it was hot enough to walk 45 minutes. When you got people, you could have called and got a ride. He could have easily called me, easily called anybody, and he would have got a ride. But he just want I guess he just felt like he didn't want to do that, so he walked. So when he walked, he got back to campus. Like that next day or something, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, bro, I uh, uh, I'm about to head home. I had walked yesterday, and I said, you walked? I said, you walked from campus all the way to your house?' He was like, "Yeah." First thing that went in my head, and I was wrong for saying this. First thing that went in my head, dang, I didn't know you was built like that. That is exactly <laughs> that is ex. Oh my gosh, that is exactly what you said. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I, and I got drove. I got drove because I was like. What you mean I'm not built like that? Like, yeah, yeah, facts, facts, facts. I was drove. I was drove. I was drove. I was drove. Was so, drove. yeah. So, I was just like, dog, I didn't, I did not know you was built like that. Like, I didn't know you, like, that's some, that's like, that's something I had to second guess about doing. And, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I know I'm built like that, but I didn't think you was, and you was, and you was mainly like, what would make you think I'm not built like that? And that's what made me kind of like retrain my thoughts on, like black people about I just you can't just judge somebody based on who they who they how they act or who they are because of how they come up or any of that. You gotta judge them on who, who they are as a person regardless of what they went through. That goes back to a part of our struggle. And that's something that all ever since that, that happened, ever since Jordy said what he said, we be like, oh, well, like why would you think I'm not built like that? Like and in my mind I had to rethink like why did I think like that? Like it was like a subconscious thing. Like why like why did you I had to like thinking to myself, why did you think that? And that's when I came to the conclusion, like sometimes I can look at another black person and think they not as tough or as hard as me because they didn't go through what I went through. And that's honestly not the case. Like regardless of what you went through or how, how you came up, you can still be a strong individual and a tough individual and, a, and a whatever, like whatever you want to say. And that's something I had to come to a conclusion with myself. And that's, that's when I was older. Like I was old, over 21 this time and, I still, I still was like in my subconscious said that, and I said it not even think I just said it like, oh, I didn't even know you was built like that, yada yada yada. And me seeing how mad he got made me realize like, oh, you wrong for saying that, and you need to correct yourself on how you look at other black men and women, like black people, period. Because just because somebody don't go through, just because somebody haven't went through what I went through in particular, don't mean they're not a strong individual. So that's just something I, I like ever that happened like years ago, like. About three years ago, almost, yep. and I and I still that's still something that stuck with me, and 
And I always was like, dog, I feel, I kind of feel bad that I said it to you. So on air, I'm like, I apologize, Jody, like for saying that to you. I was wrong. I was wrong. Like I, I just, what it, what it was, I judged you based on your, your upbringing, not knowing that your upbringing is not, it's not a totally or how you are just because you had a certain upbringing don't make you soft. No, uh, it, it doesn't. That's the I just, I, you <laughs> about to talk. No, go ahead. Do you, do you. Yeah, no, I just think there's this whole, like, there's a stereotype, but there's a view of how people, like, view black people. And, you know, of course, we have a, a whole bunch of pop culture, and it's, it you know, we're represented different ways in the media, we're represented different ways in entertainment and TV shows and movies, and it's like, and that's just, like, in general, like, just how people see black people, and sometimes even how we see ourselves. So when that stereotype is not fulfilled, or we just kind of see, uh, we put black people into boxes. Uh, we put people into like, you know, categories. So if it, if it doesn't fit, fit what our, like our view of, we think a black person is, we feel like you can't operate in as a black person in another space. Like you have to be either like, you know, acting like a white person or acting like, you know, something else. You can't be black within a certain space. Like if you go out of what people think a black person is, you're no, you're no longer acting as a black person. You're just, you know, you're acting like somebody else or acting another way, you know, as not even as a black person. They, they never thought about it. No, you're just doing that thing as a black person. It's just, you know, people force stereotypes upon black people uh, and people in general. So I, I, I really think it's a, it's a ter- terrible, tough thing. But, you know, we live in a society to where it, it's perpetrated and it's done. So. Don't know about that, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is, it is what it is. Were you about to say something? Else? No, I, I'm, I respect your outlook. And Matt, that's the second time on this episode <laughs> that, <laughs> that you were sweet. <laughs> so oh, I'm, that's sweet stuff. Come on, man. Look at you. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man. Come on, man. Sweet. Come on, man. But yeah, man, it's just me. Sometimes I feel like. People as a whole feel like black the black community as a whole has to walk walk lockstep on the same ideas and thoughts. And if you if you have like if you even have the audacity to step outside that lockstep train of thought, then you are not for the black community. Like if you have any other idea for yourself that you feel like ain't right within the black community, then you not right. You're not for the people, you're not down for the cause, you down for the quote unquote white man. You're not really down with it. That's something I always realize. Like a lot of black people in the black community feel like we all gotta walk lockstep on the same ideas and thoughts a lot of time. And we get into a point, I'm not even gonna lie, like we get into like a renaissance era where a lot of people are thinking freely for themselves and they're not falling for that no more. Like they growing up from their parents' ways or from their upbringing ways, and they be like, No, I'm not I'm not with that. I'm I wanna think think for what I wanna think for, regardless of how y'all did the last hundred years. It's 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 my train of thought. And I saying all black people back in the day was like that. But come on, you lying if you never seen that like happen within your own community or within your social media or anything. Like I see I seen it a lot. And just like Will said earlier, Will, like when you said that you felt like you were you were like people the the black people said you talk white. And when you went to the white people, they said they said you were like, ah, you're not really with us either. So you were like stuck in the middle. Man, I felt that to the utmost degree because I felt the same way growing up, like the same way. I always feel like I was stuck in the middle. Like I was just like, well, I ain't going to say growing up. When I moved, I'm going to say when I moved back to Shreveport. Because when I was in um, Houston, I grew up in Houston. 
I was at a hood school, so everything was hood. So it wasn't like it wasn't nothing for nobody to act different. It was just when I moved to Phoenix that it was like different, and I kind of picked up different ways. Kind of lived there for a couple of years. Then when I moved back to Shreveport, which is can be known as hood, even though Shreveport is a beautiful city, and I love Shreveport. And all you people from down south that be hating on Shreveport, come say it to my face. <laughs> 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 Dude, trying to start. <laughs> I know Will. I know Will from down south. That's something I said. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Shreveport is still South Arkansas, but it's okay. It doesn't go. even make sense. There you go. There you go. That's why we can't talk about this, bro. There you go. There you go. really just geographically. If you look at a map, never mind. It's fine. There you go. Where you from? Where you from? Where you from? I'm real good to not stop. Where you from, though? Where you from? I'm from New Orleans. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. No, I ain't got nothing bad to say about it. Just I'm just gonna say, okay, cool. No, no Shre- Shreveport is amazing though. It it has a culture of its own. Like it's so funny because, like for our listeners that are not from Louisiana, Louisiana is like a it's a it's a culture melting pot. And it's so funny because people think Louisiana is just Louisiana. Like you know, down in the Bayou, this and that, Princess and the Frog, all that. Uh, everybody saying share and everybody cooking gumbo. It's not exactly like that. Like. <laughs> Every every little city, every part of, you know, Louisiana has its own culture. So, like, you know, South Louisiana, New Orleans, uh, Baton Rouge, uh, Lafayette, it has its own culture. And Shreveport has its own culture. And they're both beautiful in their own right. And uh, it, it's, it's a funny thing. A lot of people just look at Louisiana as New Orleans. And New Orleans looks at New Orleans as New Orleans. So, <laughs> uh, a lot of people in New Orleans, we say, you know, we're not from Louisiana. We're from New Orleans. So. <laughs> Well, y'all be from New Orleans. I'm from Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana. This disrespectful. No, the funny part you bought a princess, princess and the frog. Y'all from Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still, we still got a shout out. We still got a shout out. Bro, place far, far away. Oh, y'all from Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. Huh? I mean, it was funny though. I don't like, if I should feel proud or played. I was like, <laughs> no, I, I feel proud. That was a proud moment for me. I, I feel you. Yeah, I feel that was you. a proud moment. We got a shout out that, that, bro. A New Disney Orleans space movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so, I, 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 a Disney. Yeah, that's movie. huge. Yeah. That's huge. That let you know that New Orleans needed a sprinkle of Shreveport to make that movie pop. Mm. <laughs> mm. But yeah, man. So we're gonna get to this, this next topic. So, so it's kind of like. We flowing right now. We went from talking about how people can portray, portray like they're from the hood when they're really not. And why is that, though? Not even that you do it. Why do people do that? So we went from that to talk about the reason people do that, we feel like, because sometimes people feel like it's only one way to be black. And it's either you, like, tough on it, got to struggle. They're, they're quite struggle with being blackness. So now we go complete this out, complete this circle out and talk about what is, how do you feel a real man is? Quote, unquote, real man. Like, in your opinion, Willie, what is that to you? That's that's really tough because, honestly, the society has one, I guess, there's a, there's a definition by our society, which is, I'll say, American society because I don't live in it. Well, I, I live outside of America right now. But, and I, I'm, I'm starting to try to see, navigate what, our society as in the U.S. Because right now, I currently live in the Caribbean right now. Like, that's that's where I live right now. So, uh, shout out to all of uh, the Caribbean, you know, talking about St. Vincent and the Grenadines, St. Lucia, 
Barbados and it's Barbados, not Barbados. Everybody from like the U.S. says Barbados. It's really Barbados. That's how they say it here. So basically, a lot of people have the definition of a man um, or basically how a man's supposed to act. And that includes being macho, uh, never crying, always have to be very masculine in, in certain ways. And yeah, that, that's a, a, a little part of it. That's a very small part of it. But I think being a man has to do less with what the physical says and more of what like uh, your logic as a man and what your good deeds and what your deeds are done in this world. So like being a real man, uh, any man can, you know, be mad at certain times or show his muscles or or uh, not cry. That's easy to do in certain situations, of course. But I think what real what real men do um, is actually show their emotion. Um, They can keep their mental in times where they need to support their family or support uh, their partner. I think being a man is actually leading when you need to lead. And actually, uh, leading is actually knowing when to follow as well, because some men are actually just so masculine that they just they don't want to ever, ever be under anybody because they say, oh, I'm a man. I'm, I'm under nobody. So, yeah, I think there's a certain stigma. And that's what everything we've talked. We've been talking about stereotypes and stigmas all today. There's a certain stigma that a man should be something certain. You know, he should be tough. He should never cry. He should, you know, be looking out his family, nothing else. Mm. And, and I, honestly, that's that's we can get into, you know, what it means to be physically a man, too, because a lot of, you know, fashion people want to start moving towards what they say are uh, feminine ways of, of dressing. But I think a man is a little bit more than, you know, the way you dress, the way you carry yourself physically. I think it's in the way uh, you carry yourself ideally and the way you actually conduct yourself. So yeah, that's what I think it is to be a man. Yo, something something that you didn't touch on, bro. And this is just my definition of a, a real man. I feel like I'm a real man if I'm handling my business. Okay. Like, I mean, whether I'm in college or I've graduated and I'm now, you know, like I now have a family, you know, wife and kids, whatever. I feel like as long as I'm handling those manly duties and like leading, if I'm single, leading myself, or if I'm, you know, married or dating, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Trying to lead my partner slash spouse in the right direction. I feel like that's the like true definition of being a man. Just being able to say that, well, when, when this situation came up, I was able to like, handle this or I was able to to go about this the correct way so yeah that's that's, that's real that's real yeah that's 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 really so y'all wouldn't even speak that made me think man that really made me think Ooh, don't talk about jewels from the jewels but yeah like, I, I'm saying I'm gonna have a lot to add from what y'all two said because y'all really touched on the whole aspect of it will kind of test on the stigma of it and, and Jordan test on the um of what he feel like one is and honestly like I agree with both of y'all on that like my thing is about being a, a real man I just this is something I just hate <laughs> I hate when a guy doesn't do something for a girl 
she throw that in his face like a real man would do that. Oh. A, a real man would you not so you telling me you wouldn't do this, this, this for me? Oh no, a real man would do that. It's mm. like the the this this the level for it keep rising, like you do this, oh you gotta do not saying all women are like this. Um I said I gotta throw that out there kind of people can can take something and run with it like I'm out here woman bashing, but I'm saying I had me personally in my own life have come across women that are like that. Like you can do something for them, and the next time they want something more, and you say no, they they throw that in your face. Oh, a real man would do that. Like if you, you ain't no real man, then if you're not gonna do that, you be like, oh, what's what's the standard yeah, to like, be one now? It, like, it's like if you you keep moving, <laughs> if you keep moving a the goal line, then how how can I ever get there? You feel me? Like, and that, that's the thing. Like honestly. That the 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 role of a, of a real man uh, is what they say is to provide. So at what point, like, and that's the thing. That's another question. Like, at what point do I become a man when I like, you know, like, what 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 was the line of you know me just being like a provider and then kind of moving on into like you know just being total. You know, I'm just I'm I'm now just the the life force for you. Like, I'm 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 the lifeblood force for for funding whatever you gotta you know like if it, not not even always money but like some people say providing in certain ways you know emotional physical fiscally what however you want to put it but it's like as a man that that role is not clearly defined yet it's what this society says it but some people like to move the goal line where you don't do what they want you to do like matt said so it's like yeah. how are we ever supposed yeah. to actually like you know know what like if it's if it's somebody's definition is one way and it's somebody else's definition is one way how are we supposed to know exactly and my thing is is coming to an understanding with the person yeah, you're dealing with most definitely. you got to come to like whatever not saying you got to go into but like so so what do you think a real man is so i can check it off my list not like that <laughs> <laughs> i've done that oh my god <laughs> no count since you think I'm not being a man, you tell me what I need to do. I've most definitely done that. So I just like it's chicken off my list. Okay, I did that. What's next? Like it's levels you completing. But nah, not saying what Jordan said he done that. But I'm just saying like it's just coming to an understanding with the person that you are dealing with at that time and realizing if that's for you or if it's not for you. Like it's it's all purpose at the end of the day. Because I I seen like. Not trying to judge anybody, but I seen some guys deal with a lot of stuff that I know me I wouldn't deal with, and I seen some women put up with stuff that I I feel like they shouldn't have put up with. But that's just my opinion on what I feel like people should do. But Joe, what what you putting up with maybe what you want, and then and what he's doing for you exactly. maybe what he wants. So I'm not saying that you gotta do it a certain way, but I feel like if y'all come to understanding what you feel like y'all should give each other, it's not like a one sided thing. What you should give him. And when he should give you like a complete thing, then I feel like it, it should work out. I'm not a relationship doctor. Not saying you gotta you have to be married to be one, but I'm not married. So I I'm not none of those, but I'm just giving advice for my young old soul. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Matt always says something and like puts a stamp on it and it just it just lets me know it's Matt talking. Like that's crazy. Like if, if you had like a voice changer or something, nah. I would be able to spot you like out of anybody, bro. No, nah. you be, you got to put disclaimers out there sometimes. No, nah, I feel that. I feel that. If people take some stuff you say, they you, you be like, what? Did I? So you got to put it out there so they know what where you coming from. Bro, that's facts. 
Well, I feel like you got something for us. So I'm going to let you go on. How did you? Yeah, most. <laughs> that was my Pops impression. Rest in peace to Pops. But uh, no, nah, I most certainly do. Um, it's time for Coldest Top 5. Coldest Top 5. No y'all, I'm going to sing it every week. So this week, I chose the top five. I saw something on Instagram this week, and I really resonated with this because I feel like everybody talks about their top five rappers, okay? And that, that's easy. I, think, I feel like everybody talks about those, five rap, those top five rappers that they have, but I feel like these rappers are always in their top five. So today we're going to discuss the top five rappers without these crutches of a rapper. I feel like these rappers are literally crutches for everybody's top five. Like they're they're to, they're the go to rappers that everybody uses for their top five, and my top five is gonna be if we took these rappers away. If you took Tupac, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Eminem, Ice Cube, Lil Wayne, Kanye West, Kendrick, J Cole, and you took Drake away, what would be your top five? Because I, I feel like that's pretty much half of people's top five. Uh, most people, at least, I don't know about everybody, but that's a lot of people's top five. Either one, two, or three people are actually in there, or maybe the whole five. So yeah, definitely me. I'm gonna get right. I'm gonna get right to it. Um, so at the number five spot, I have Chance the Rapper. I say Chance right. the Rapper because I really like his. Uh, he came on the scene. I really like his lyrical aspect to a lot of his raps. Uh, they talk about his childhood. They talk about like black life. They uh, depict a lot of black life, and I really like that. Uh, so yeah, Chance the Rapper at five. Mac Miller, R.I.P. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Uh, for sure, man. Mac Miller was a force. I, I, me, I really like chill rap. Like I like rap that really makes me think. Rap that I can really chill to. That I can sit in a bed and just kind of listen and not have to worry about like a whole bunch of like commotion going on. I just really like to listen to chill rap. And Mac Miller is like the top of my list with that. Um, I like his rhymes. I like his music associated with his raps. And yeah. Mac Miller is amazing. Another great lyricist that I feel honestly could be a poet uh, more than a rapper is Common. Common is my dog. I've been listening to Common for years now. Like he, Common is literally a he's a lyricist and a, he's a poet, and he he paints picture with his words. And like that's that's a real big thing for me. I like the lyrics more than you know just kind of saying stuff just because it goes to a beat. Uh, I like you know lyricists. So a lot of people on this list are going to be like lyricists. They're not going to be just like rappers, just that say stuff. Uh, at the number two spot, uh, it's kind of controversial. He was a controversial person when he first started off. Um, but I kind of like that controversy. Uh, and I feel like uh, when he first started off, it was more of a gimmick. But, you know, I, I really like his, his lyrical aspect to him as well. And that is Tyler Creator at the number two spot. Uh, Tyler the Creator is is amazing uh, as a lyricist, and honestly, he's an outrage machine, and I really just kind of like that, just because there's not too many people that just would say anything, and people will go with it. Uh, but he also, when you listen to his rhymes, they're like they're really intricate, and the words that he uses, honestly, people don't use them. Uh, so yeah, he's just the 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 themes that he uses in his raps, and like honestly, the lyrics are just out of this world. Um, and at the top spot, and I just, honestly, I mess with this duo, but one person from this duo is just like, honestly, he's been my favorite since I was a kid. And like, I don't know, like he just set the whole like bar for being different, being how you say weird, 
or just being like out of this world. And that person coming in at the number one spot is Andre 3000. Mm, okay, yeah, is okay. just something, man. He's just yes, a sir. different monster, man. He he can sing, man. He can he can rap. He just I don't know. It, it his 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 music is just it just transcends you. It's like otherworldly. When I heard Prototype for the first time, like I I didn't know how to feel. Like I honestly, it just I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> So that one little guitar lick just killed me. My honorable mention list is kind of it's long as hell because honestly, I think a lot of rappers deserve to be in here. And I honestly have like how long? It's very long. How long? It's like it's like ten. It's like ten people. I was like, leave us some rappers to say. My God, (laughs) you know what? I'm just saying. I'll say the first like maybe six of our honorable mention: Wiz Khalifa, Big Sean, ASAP Rocky. The baby, no name, Joey, Joey Badass, Travis Scott, and Future. So that's my top five without having all those crutches of rappers like Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Cole. So what y'all think about it? I really actually agree with your list, bro. I mean, I don't agree with it fully. Like obviously that's that wouldn't be my list, but I think you got a lot of you got a lot of hard hitters in that in that list. And I respect it, bro. But here we go. But 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 throw the list away. My list, bro. He pretty much throw the list away. I'm not gonna give you any reasons behind why this is my list. I'm just gonna give my list. At number one, we got Yachty. Favorite rapper, just saying. Number two, Gunna. Boat. Number three, LaFlame. Travis Scott. Up there, boy. Up there. He he got featured on Fortnite. To anybody that know me, y'all know I mess with Fortnite heavy. He had his own concert. That automatically puts him in the top five. Number four, I will say Chance. I'll put Chance up there. I mess with Chance. He has a very godly Let's fact. go! Chance made two lists. Yes! <laughs> you feel good, son? Yes! <laughs> Chino! Chino! Whatever you call yourself. Number five. You didn't say this one. Wale. I feel like Wale, Wale actually goes like really really hard and I, I feel like he's underrated to be honest he's a really a poet yeah he didn't he didn't like he didn't he didn't make that like he's not up there with the greatest but like he good enough to have some respect on his name yeah 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 he, he held his own facts he held his own big facts the crazy thing about people it is off topic i'm sorry but it's so funny when people be like he held his own like it's might get in a fight about they're like, did he win? Oh, he held his own. Yeah, he, he definitely lost. Yeah, he lost. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be funny because I guess they don't want to say you lost. Uh, Wale, Wale is amazing. It's just like, I don't know. They, Wale is stuck in this weird spot to where people don't want to be like, oh, my God, he's amazing. But then people are like, he's not trash because Wale is not trash. Like, I listen to uh, the album about nothing. Everybody, all of his albums are really solid. It's just like he's not like, I guess, top caliber. So people put him in the middle spot to where he's not trash, but then again, like he's not like. Top he never made that either. breakthrough album, that classic album. Definitely. Yes, yeah, he, he don't he have got a like steady album. good hits on his albums, but he never made that classic album. What was you, you? Yeah, you was done. Yeah, that's it. That's all I gotta say. I like that list. I like. I like your list, Willoughby. Let me get to your list, brother. This is your top five. I have to address it. All right, so me. Common is coming off completely. <laughs> get him out of here. Get Common out of here. I'm sorry. Get him out of here. I'm not, like, 
Will it be? What's your favorite? What's your three favorite comment songs? Go. Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Time's up. Time's up. Oh, exactly. I so listen. You look terrible, bro. So terrible, bro. Just go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, say, say all right piece, cool, cool. So yeah, yeah. Tyler the Creator. I me. I just don't mess with his music. So he's he's definitely not on my top five. He's not even in my honorable mention. I just don't mess with his music. He's he makes obviously he makes good music. He has an amazing fan base. My brother, he's that's one of my brother's favorite rappers, honestly. So so yeah. Shout out to him, but shout out get him off my list. So yeah. Okay. Three thousand. Three stacks. Andre. He's definitely on the list. He he mm. he's I feel like he should have been a he should have been included in the top five. The people you said that shouldn't be included, why? Because he was in a group. Maybe why? I don't know. Because it wasn't. It wasn't just him. It was him and Big Boy. So that's maybe why. But he's in my top. My original top five. And um, Chance, like you know, shout out to Chance. I'm glad both of y'all brothers have good taste in music. Cause mm-hmm. Chance the rap. Okay, I always say this about Chance. He kind of let me down with his uh, debut album. I like it, but it, it didn't pop like Coloring Book. And it's, it's hard to have. Like good and Coloring Book wasn't even considered an album. That's why I said debut album with the Big Day. The Coloring Book wasn't. It was a mixtape, and it just got kind of transformed into an album because it was so good. But yeah, he kind of let me down with that debut album. I feel like he got. He still got to come with some heat. He still got to drop like that classic album. He got to drop that Carter Three. He got to. I know I just I disown Kanye, but he got to drop that Graduation. Mm. He got to drop. He got to drop something like that. He got to like he got to come with something like that in to me. So yeah, shout out to Chance though. So will it be your list? It was I give it a out of one out of ten, I'm gonna give it a, a four. Dang. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna give you two points each for Chance and Andre. Oh, but outside goodness. of that, oh no, Mac, 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 Mac. He not. I wouldn't put him, include him, but I like Mac Miller. So I'm gonna bump your four to a five. There you go. Got a five. Shout out to Mac. He he actually has some pretty good music. R.P. him. Yeah, yeah, will be. So I'm gonna. You out your mind, but okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take the five, yeah. but only because it's technically rappers, rappers, it, it's, it's, it's harder. It's, it's not as, a, it's, a, it's more objective. Like it's more, it's more like yeah. abstract. You really can't like, you know, a, a lot of rappers are good, and you, you could say, you know, well, that person could have easily be replaced. Yeah, yeah. I so it's, I'll let you do that. I'll, I'll let you do that. So let me get into what you two young brothers left off y'all list. Mm. I'm very disappointed in y'all too. Like it's 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 it's, it's at the point where it's blasphemy. Like as a nine, as a ten, as a eleven. Ooh. It, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, let's get into the first, the first, and I believe only. I might have to fact check. So people out there that's listening, fact check it for me. The first and only person to win album of the year as a rapper. It's Miss Lauren Hill, and neither one of you brothers included Miss Lauren Hill. I know she late to her events, and we go charge that to the game. But we talking about straight music. Miss Education, the Lauren Hill is one of the best albums of all time. That's in my top five albums of all time. Both of y'all young brothers left her out of there. I know she sings too, but she is considered a rapper. Let's not get that confused, will it be? Jordy G, she's a rapper. So yeah, y'all left her off y'all list. So first of all. She was left off both our list for a reason because she was trash at her as a rapper. Not trash, but she wasn't like she was okay. We're talking about Lauren Hill. Literally, literally think about Lauren Hill. 
What are the what are the first three things that you think about? You don't hit you don't li- you don't even think about rapper. You think, think about, about first, she's an amazing singer. Second, you think about Sister Act Two, and third, you think about her always being late to every event that she's and ever had. That's coming from so. And rapper is not even fourth. That's yeah, probably yeah, something yeah. else I that hear comes you. first. That's coming from somebody that's miseducated, and you should educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that boy said you stupid. Bro, I listened to the miseducation of Lauren Hill in its entirety. Thing you think about when you think of Lauren Hill, you are miseducated, just like her album name, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. That's you right now. You're a miseducated young brother, and I'm trying to inform you that Lauren Hill is up there. <laughs> so let's move on. Secondly, secondly, no, no, I promise you, I promise you, more people go agree with me out there than you think, because Lauren Hill is like one of the ghosts. Though. Secondly. Both y'all brothers left this young man out y'all list. And I'm kind of upset with Jordan more than Will. Because I, I expected this from Willoughby. But Jordan, I'm kind of upset with you. I'm scared. <laughs> Let's talk about the young Pluto. Not that Pluto. The vert. Lil Uzi vert. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm not I forgot about Uzi. How you forget about the bad beat? That's like, why you can count, man. That's like, why you can count, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all brothers left the Uzi after this. I'm kind of upset about that. So we'll keep moving on. We'll be, what you got to say? Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. I, I don't. I didn't expect you to include him. So go ahead, though. Really? Top rappers? Top rappers? We talking about top rappers? <laughs> Here's top rappers. I, Will, I'm, I'm be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I take. I take Lose over Common. Well, that's just I, my opinion. And Big I facts. think that's a matter of what Common. people listen to because honestly, I don't listen to Lil Uzi Bird. I don't think what he does is rapping. I think it's like this middle like mm-hmm. rap singing thing. So I I don't consider him a rapper, but I, I, I like to think I'm like kind of old. I like old older school rap, like the actual like, you know, rap rap. Uh, and I feel like he's like somewhere in between, but, mm-hmm. and I don't really listen to his music like that. Maybe if it's like the mainstream stuff, I'll listen to it. It has like a beat that I can like dance to or something. I'll do that. But I, I don't take him serious as a rapper. But that's just me. like I don't I don't really take him serious as a rapper. He's he's actually really funny to laugh at. Like his like whatever whatever he does, like his whole attitude, I love it. But as a rapper, I do not take him serious. Like Oh, what is that? Oh no, this is my third day out here. <laughs> <laughs> his whole like attitude as a person is like is kicking. Like it's amazing. But as a rapper, I yeah. don't really take him serious like that. So, he's original bad beat. Yeah, he's the original okay. bad beat. Yeah, I, I give him that. Yeah. <laughs> <I give> him <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, so listen, y'all both said a lot of people, so I'm not gonna go, go too deep into it. But I don't think either one of you young brothers included anyone from Louisiana. Did you, Will? I did not. Did you, Jordy? Nope. Shout out to NBA young boy. Uh- no, 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 get out now. Get out now. Leave, leave. There's a trash can outside of your house. I need you to jump into it. There's a trash can outside of your house. I need you to, I need you to, I need you to put it to the side. Put your one leg in, in, in it and put the other leg in there and get in the damn trash, bro. Like, no. You don't mess with young boys? Young boy is terrible. That is trash music, bro. Like, literally, I'd rather put a trash can on my head. I'd rather I'd rather bang my head against a wall than listen to an album from him. I literally I'd rather. That, that is I'd crazy. Rather. So what did you do? So back in your younger days, what did you do when they played him in the band? I remember I've seen you jig a couple of times. You can't the, jig the young boy. The young boy 
I seen you dance. I have, not, I have never That's danced a young boy. Listen, he's not in my top five of the people we mentioned. I'm just saying he's somebody that I feel like should be an honorable mention. Shout out to Charles Newell. Okay. Two left. Y'all both said Big Sean. Somebody said Future. Somebody said Wale. Them people I, I want to put on that. I feel like I feel like to me, another Louisiana rapper that's an honorable mention is uh what's a lot of Louisiana rappers? I'm gonna stay off the Louisiana rappers right now. So two more people and I'm done. That y'all neither one y'all mentioned. Was Rick Ross in the Untouchables? Who? Was Rick Ross in the Untouchables? He was later down on the list, but I didn't get to him. So, oh, Rick Ross. Okay. Rick, Ross Rick Ross is in my honorable mention. Okay, okay, okay. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. And this is my last person that I feel like both of you brothers dropped the ball on, and I'm kind of upset because it is it's upsetting me and my homegirls. <laughs> I'm already doing it. Hey, Matt, funny, bro. Matt, that's all I can say because I know exactly what this man about to say, bro. Oh, I'm about to say. I feel like you're about to say Meg. No, 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 no. Another female. Nikki. Nikki Minaj. The Barb. Oh, my God. The Barb's going to perform on us, man. The Barb's going to get us. Y'all upsetting me and my homegirls for not including Nikki, though. She definitely. She a good rapper, though. Come on, man. She was actually down on my honorable mentions, but, you know, I didn't get to her, but. Still, I mean, I don't love, Come I don't on, love Nikki as a rapper, but honestly, she is a solid rapper. To be honest, like, you gotta respect the hustle. She's a solid rapper, game. literally solid. She held it down for like half a yes. decade on her own. Yes, amazing faces, man. Come on, right? Come on, she's good. She's really good. Shout out to Nick. So, just me. So, I don't really have a five per se, but like, I, of course, I'm gonna put three thousand in there, three stacks. Of course, I'm gonna put Chance in there. Um, me. Personally, I'm gonna put, of course, I'm gonna put Lauren Hill in there, and everybody else. Has, like Sean Don, he won my, he in my original top five, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna include Sean Don in there. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Big Sean, Big Sean. For people that don't know, I mean, everybody not an avid listener like me, but yeah, Sean Don, Big Sean, he in that, he in that five, and that fifth spot, it can rotate. I mean, it can be, um, you can throw Ross in there, you can throw Future in there, you can throw a, a good amount of people in there. Wale, Wale used to be my top five, but he fell out. So yeah, like I, I like that topic, Will, because because my original top five, like the th- people you said, like like three of my people are in the people you said are untouchable. So I like that it made me actually think about people that I usually leave out of my original top five to think about, ooh, who I don't mention, and um, those are people. So yeah, my takeaway from this is I'm disappointed at you two brothers for not uplifting Miss Lauren Hill and and Miss Nicki Minaj who just announced she was pregnant. Hopefully you have a a beautiful bless. Pregnancy and nothing comes your way of harm, Miss Nicki Minaj. Shout out to her. We come to the end of the time of our podcast where we got to get out of here, but we cannot leave without saying exactly what we have learned today in our discussions. All right. So I actually wrote it down because I feel like I forgot to say it early on. So I wrote it down in my phone. Um, it was just what part about being from the hood. And I know I went on my little tangent about being from the hood because, I, I, like I said, I grew up in the hood. And a lot of my people still stay in the hood. But the first opportunity I had to get out, I, I left. And I, I feel like everybody should do that. But that brings me back to this point. It's, it is love in the hood. It's not all bad, I promise you. It's like, that's what I just wanted to throw in at the end of it. It's, it's not all bad. I know a lot of people portray the badness that goes on there. But even after I moved out, I still, anytime I'm in Shreveport, I still go back and I 
I still chill with my cousins, my sister, my people that still there. And, I, and, and, and like, it's, it's no harm that come towards me or anybody I'm around. I'm not saying because I'm there. It's just, that's it's love there. It's just the situation it is. And that's like another topic for another day on why it's like that in the hood. Like, that's something we probably can do a topic on, on why the hood is the way it is because of systematic stuff that goes on that people never want to bring up, but they also want to bring down somebody that's from the hood, but they, you don't never want to bring up the fact of why it's like that. So, yeah, like I said, it is love in the hood, and shout-out to everybody that's out there in it and cheering for you to get out. I'm still really trying to get out, me and my whole family, like, at the end of the day. Like, I feel like I'm not out until my whole family out. So, shout-out to everybody that's, that's out there trying to make it. And my last thing to say is I'm a, I'm a LeBron, I'm sorry, LeBron dropped a commercial once about people coming from humble beginnings, coming from this um, tough beginnings, and he said his goal is to take away tough beginnings as a whole. And I feel like that was pretty deep. Like instead of instead of like like Jordan brought up the, the football players that get drafted, they bring up they, they humble beginnings, they tough beginnings. LeBron in his commercial, his goal is to take away that so nobody had to deal with tough beginnings at all. Everybody comes from a good background. Everybody comes from a good home. Everybody comes from a home where they don't have to worry about food they making. So that's just my last take. Shout out to Hood. It is love there. It's not all bad, I promise. But the goal is to get out and give back because I know it's a lot of stuff I want to get back to just not my neighborhood, all neighborhoods across the world. So that's just my two cents on it. What I learned today, um, be black. Whatever kind of black you want to be, be that black. You don't have to. You don't have to live up to a certain standard. Just be you. Be black and don't be on that coon. <laughs> you go with that, bro. Oh, <laughs> what you got, Will? Today I learned that um I can't play basketball. Uh, yeah. So you learned that today. Thank you guys. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Um what I really learned today was kind of what Jordy G said. Like I had thought of like being a man is handling your business but I guess in the grand scheme of things I never thought about like how it played into um exactly how he said it played into things um and how big of a deal it is in the scheme of I guess the perception of actually like being a man and like getting your things done that you actually need to get done um but I just would like to leave everybody uh, I always like to leave everybody with just the last thought, and of course, is going to be taken from the discussion that we had on um, what it is to be a man. And I would invite everyone, just like Jordan said, whatever type of black you want to be, uh, be that, you know, be that. Don't feel like you're in a box as a man. Of course, I said that being a man is just more than physical. It's your ideals. It's, you know, it's your mental. It's your emotional state. It's basically all of those things culminating. So, yeah, don't ever feel like you're in a box as a man. Don't feel like society has to tell you exactly what a man is, that a man is masculine, that he does not cry, that he is not emotional, um, that he can be weak at certain points, that he does not always have to lead. Um, it, it's okay. It's okay to, to be weak in points because we're all human. And honestly, like, I'm a very emotional person. Like, I cried it from time to time, and that honestly helps me, and it gives me an emotional release. And I'm, I'm proud to say that. Like, I really am. And I think it keeps me in line with my emotions. It keeps me centered. 
And honestly, between that and just meditation and prayer, like that just keeps me centered. And I feel like when a lot of people, uh, men, they kind of hold all that stuff in, it, it really, really, really builds up. And sometimes it can build up to an unhealthy point to where it can really affect your mental. And that's kind of all we have in this world is our mental mind, because honestly, when that goes, it goes. And like I said, I just think so many men, we keep things bottled up and that's not how it should be. So that's exactly what I learned today. That's what's up. I agree with everything you say. Mental health is a, mental health is a serious thing within all communities, but especially the black community. It's a very serious thing that people should take way more serious. And I feel like people are starting to take it more serious. Yeah, most definitely. Um, because there's a stigma, like I said. I said this all the time. There's a stigma with everything because it's just how society is built. There's a stigma on the black community that if you go get help or if you go get mental help, then it somehow makes you weak or it somehow makes you crazy. And that's not even the case at all. Um, me seeing a therapist is probably the best thing I've ever done in my life because it honestly, it, it gives me somebody personal that knows how to work with me and my emotions. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast and we would like to thank all of our listeners for all of your support. Um, you are exactly what makes all of this happen. And we just want to thank you all so much. And we want to keep pushing out some great content for you all. If you all want to follow us on social media, our Instagram handle is at I'm going to let you finish podcast. And on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at I-L-Y-F podcast. So on Instagram, again, that is at I'm going to let you finish podcast. And on Twitter, that is I-L-Y-F podcast. And as always, I'm Will loving you. Is easy cause you're beautiful. Jordy out. La 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 la. Ah! <laughs> I love it, bro.